Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is identifying potentially a bad romantic partner. Yes, that's what we're going to be talking about today. A lot of people want to become involved with a romantic partner. They want to have someone in their lives to be helpful, loving, kind, respectful, understanding, and supportive. They want to enrich their lives. They want to better their lives. They want to progress. They want to be able to get out of a place where they can be happy and just relax and just make the best out of life. Now, unfortunately, if they get with the wrong person, they get with a partner who is destructive, who is disrespectful, who is dysfunctional, who have all type of vice. They have all type of bad habits and they have all kind of negativity. If they get with someone like that, of course, their lives are going to be miserable. They're not going to be happy. They're going to be compromised. They're going to have a lot of problems. All right. So the best thing is to prevent yourself from getting involved with the wrong person. Now, most people are unaware of what is unhealthy. A lot of people are educated, college educated. Some people are book smart. Some people are street smart. Some people have a lot of wisdom, a lot of life experience. They know a lot of things, but somehow they're not doing good in relationships. Their picker is broken. They don't know how to pick a healthy partner. They don't know how to select someone who is going to be good for them, right? So we're going to talk about how to identify a potentially bad romantic partner. So we're going to go through some of the different characteristics that people may have who are bad partners, right? We're going to talk about those things so we can be aware. So we'll know exactly what to look for. When you meet somebody and you're going out with them because you're expressing interest in them because you want to date them so you can get to know them in order for them to be a romantic partner. So you're going to know exactly what to look for because a lot of people don't know what to look for. The signs are there. It's all in your face. It's all over the room. It's all over their face. It's all over, you know, their lifestyle. I mean, it's everywhere, but you don't know what to look for. So you don't know what you're looking at. You're looking right at it, but you don't know what it is. And sometimes people are so desperate to have a romantic relationship. They've been alone for so long. They've been experiencing loneliness, heartache, pain for so long, they just want someone to come and just relieve them of this hard time. They want someone to come along to help them be happy or to bring joy and passion into their life. They want to experience romance. So because they want this thing so bad that sometimes they overlook the obvious. They overlook the obvious. You know, they, they're not able to see what's right in front of them. Like they say, open in plain sight. They just can't see it because of their need for love, because of their need for companionship, because of their need for support. They just can't see it. 
So today we're going to go through as many of these scenarios as possible to awaken people. So when someone express interest in getting to know you, these are the things that you're going to start looking for. And if you see these things, you'll understand exactly where you at and what that person is and who they are. And you can make a better, healthier choice. Now, once you meet these people, the best choice is to just leave them alone, to walk away. That's the best thing that you can do because you really don't need to compromise yourself. You really don't need to put yourself in these different scenarios because you're not going to win, right? You're not going to get what you need. You're not going to get what you want. Not the, they may give you the impression or the illusion that you will get what you want, that they can give you what you want, but at the end of the day, they won't be able to do that. Right now, if you as an individual took the time to work on yourself, to get healthy, to stay healthy, to maintain yourself, whether it be mentally, financially, emotionally, physically, in every way, you should be able to get a partner that's doing the same thing. A partner who's able to maintain themselves. Okay, you don't need to compromise, you know. There's some things that you can compromise on, but there's other areas you cannot compromise. You know, there is no compromising because if you compromise, you're going to be losing too much. And the most important thing that you can lose is yourself, yourself, your identity, your peace of mind, your freedom and your health. And you do not want to lose that, right? So let's just go ahead and get started. Let's identify the potentially bad romantic partners. Now, once you meet them, you're going to find out who they are, right? It's very important that you identify people for who they are, not for what they are, because it's easy for them to hide behind a mask. It's easy for them to pretend to be this and be that. They can identify themselves with their occupation. Well, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, you know, I am an athlete, you know, I'm this, I'm that. All right, that is their occupation. That is what they do for a living. And a lot of people are impressed by that. They're very impressed by what people do for a living because they think that that's an indication of the person's character. All right. A person may be a lawyer, so they assume that all lawyers are intelligent. All lawyers are moral, morally right. You know, they're law-abiding citizens. Now, people judge people by the occupation. I'm a doctor. Because you're a doctor, you assume that person is a compassionate person. That person is nurturing and they're loving. I'm a teacher. You assume that person may be patient or tolerant or understanding. That's not true. There are a lot of people who are part of certain professions or occupations and they don't need to be there. They don't have the qualities, the characteristics or the traits or even the skills that they need to be in a certain profession. So when you ask a person who they are and they're telling you their occupation, that is definitely a warning sign because they are hiding who they really are. Or they don't even know who they are. They're using their occupation or job as their primary identifier. This is who they see themselves as. 
as their occupation or profession instead of getting to know themselves they just submerge themselves in the identity of their profession or occupation right so when you ask a person who they are they got to know who they are and if they cannot answer that that's definitely a red flag for you to really kind of back off back off take it slow and get to know people get to know people find out who they are what are they about what's their philosophy what is their way of life what is their perspective on life what what are their belief system whether it be spiritual belief system religious belief system what's their cultural belief system what do they stand for what do they represent what do, you know you know what do they really cherish what what are they passionate about get to know people It's very important that we spend time with people and talk to them and get to know them. Back in the days when people started dating, they went out and they really talked. They spoke to each other. Sometimes they would spend hours talking on the phone. They would go to the park or they'll go to the beach, they'll go for a walk. They'll spend hours, hours talking. Nowadays, people don't want to talk. They're texting each other. You know, they're sending videos to each other. They they're, they're liking each other on social media. Whatever they post, they they're just liking it, and that's their form of communication. But if you don't talk to somebody, how is it that you're going to get to know them as a person, as an individual? Get to know them as an individual, what they like, what they dislike, where they've been, their life experience, their life skills, their knowledge base their family background get to know them and if they're telling you that you're being nosy you're asking too many questions obviously that's a sign that they don't want you to know certain things now of course you know you can't ask a million questions the first time you meet somebody you're going to have to be willing to invest the time and you have to be patient as you get to know that person more you're going to ask more questions so you can't meet somebody and then you want to spend the whole day asking questions now a lot of times you don't necessarily have to ask certain questions because the person will reveal certain things to you or it's going to become apparent or obvious to you certain things now some things you shouldn't guess or assume some things you're going to have to ask that person basic questions that people meet people they don't ask are you married people don't ask people that question have you been married and if you were married are you divorced legally not legally separated but are you divorced officially are you dating someone are you in a relationship right now are you having a sexual relationship with somebody else Now some people could say that's just too much question. That's just too many questions. Why are you so nosy? Why you want to know all that? But if this person express interest in getting to know you and they want to have a relationship with you, then you have the right to ask them questions and observe them, spend time with them and get to know them. So you can decide if this is an individual that you want to be with. All right? Very important. Now, please do the talking before you have sex. Okay? The best thing to do is to be celibate, not to have sex with this individual. 
and get to know them as a person. Spend two or three months getting to know them without engaging in any type of sexual activity. Because once you engage in sexual activity, sometimes that can change the nature of the relationship, right? Now, you're no longer just trying to get to know them. You already got to know them in certain areas. And because you got to know them in a sexual way, that can cloud your judgment, right? That can make you feel a sense of false closeness, you feel this closeness with this individual. It's not necessarily that you're emotionally close to them because you're getting to know them, but you're being you're being attracted to them because you're engaged in sexual activity. And the sexual activity brings on sexual intimacy and physical intimacy. Now, just because somebody is physically intimate or they're physically connected with an individual or they're sexually intimate doesn't necessarily mean they're, that they're emotionally intimate or mentally intimate, all right? So if you're not sexually intimate with somebody and you grow to become emotionally intimate and mentally intimate, spiritually intimate, and even physically intimate, then you know it's really genuine. It's not the sex because the sex itself can cloud your judgment, it can compromise your stance because now you're thinking about, well, you know what? I don't want to lose this person because I enjoy the sex, All right? And a lot of people, after they have sex with a person, they get lazy. They don't want to put the effort that they could have put in to get to know the person. They feel that sexuality is a shortcut to getting to know somebody. It's a shortcut, all right? You're in there prematurely. You're in there by default, not because you work your way in there, so to speak, not because you got to know that person, not because you invested a time and an energy to really get into them, but you took a shortcut. Sexuality can be an instant connection with certain individuals, all right, and that will cloud your judgment. Certain things you won't be able to see because now you're so busy having sex, you're so busy being sexually intimate that you're not paying attention to all the other areas in the relationship. The person may have a lot of vice, a lot of weakness, a lot of insecurities, a lot of flaws, a lot of faults, a lot of bad habits, and you won't be able to see those things because you're so sexually into that person, especially if the sex is great. So you're going to spend all your time trying to have sex because it's new. This is a different person. It's a different experience. So you're going to invest so much time in having sex and you're going to neglect the other areas of your relationship. Now, this is what happens to a lot of couples. They rush into sex prematurely. Get to know somebody for three to six months before you have sex with them. Take your time. If that person want to be with you, they're not going nowhere. They're not going nowhere. Get to know them from the inside out. Get to know them inside first, and then you'll gradually make your way to the outside. Get to know them as a person, what they bring to the table. What do they have? Right? And a lot of people make 
the biggest mistake of all when they're rushing into sex. Now, some people get lucky, so to speak, that they do, they have sex and they continue their journey to get to know each other and the sex gets them closer and the relationship just moves along until they actually can make a commitment and have something beautiful, something special, all right? But normally it doesn't happen that way. If a person starts having sex prematurely, they tend to neglect other aspects of the relationship. They tend to not get to know the person for who and what they are, right? Now, another thing is that get to know the person in different scenarios, right? You got to see them, you know, outside of, you know, certain environments. You know, you got to see them when they're hanging with their family. See what aspect of their personality is coming out. See them, you know, how they are with the waiter or the waitress, how they are with the people, you know, that's the salesperson in the store, how they are with the homeless person down the street. You have to see how they relate to their family members. How do they connect with their friends? Now, that's going to give you an indication of who they are. That's going to show you some of their characteristics, some of their beliefs and some of their ways. It's going to show you you're going to see different part of them, different aspect of their personality because everybody has something. Everybody, everybody, everybody has something about them that may not necessarily be something that's good. You know, they have their flaws and their faults and their weaknesses. You know, everybody, every, everyone has that. Everyone. All right. So it all depends on can you deal with that? Is it something that you can work with or something you can work through or something that that person's going to have to change? Because if they don't change it, you won't be able to deal with that person, right? So it's very important that you see that person outside of their element. Now, some people, for whatever reason, you know, they never leave the home or the apartment. They always seem to be in a home or an apartment or some kind of close close-in building with their potential mate. They never see them outside, you know, that type of environment. So they don't know how they are with family members, with friends, with co-workers or with strangers. They don't know because every time they always meet in a house inside of a closed building, especially if, if they're having sex all the time. So they go to the person's house, you know, they watch TV, you know, they, you know, have a little conversation, they have sex. Now, this goes on for months. Now, how are you going to get to know somebody if you're not engaging in conversation, you're not engaging in activities, you're not spending time outside of the bedroom, outside of the home? How are you going to get to know them? Now, that's definitely a sign that that person's not trying to have nothing serious with you. Because if all they want to do is come to your house or you go to their house and you talk and you have sex and you eat and you watch TV, that's it. There got to be more. There got to be more because you have to know different aspects of that person. You got to know who and what they are. You know, if they go to church, maybe you can go to church with them one day. If they go to a mosque or a temple, they practice different spirituality. Maybe they can introduce that to you and, and you can see how they are in that area. If they have children, maybe you can see them with their children in outside activity. So you, you get to know them. If there's a family reunion, maybe they can invite you to the family reunion so you can see how they interact with their family members. If there's an activity on a job, maybe they can invite you to it so you can see. 
And if they're not inviting you anywhere, they just want to hide you, keep you secluded in a building, in a house, an apartment somewhere, that's a telltale sign that they're not serious, that they really don't want nothing special with you. You're just basically a booty call. You're just a sex partner or you're just a companion to keep them company in their home because they may be bored, right? Now, another thing is if a person always want to call you on the phone, they really don't want to spend physical time. They always want to have a conversation with you on the phone. They're not interested in meeting you anywhere, going to the park, going to dinner, going to see a movie, going swimming, going skating. They're not interested in any activity. All they want to do is have conversation on the phone. Now, if you're okay with that, that's fine. But if you're looking for a potential romantic partner, you should know that that's not enough. You need more than that. And if that individual is not willing to give that to you, to spend that quality time with you, you have to beg them. You literally have to plead with them. You have to convince them why they should go out with you on a date or spend time with you. Then it's a problem. This individual is not serious and they really don't want anything with you. They want what they want on their terms. So it's definitely going to be a one-way relationship. It's not going to be a two-way relationship. Right? You got to see the person in different environments. Now find out, can the person cook? You know, do they keep their house clean? That tells you a lot about an individual. If they are able to maintain their household. You go to their house and they've never invited you to the house. You're not going to know who you're dealing with. Because you don't know if they live with somebody else. Maybe they live with their partner, a romantic partner. Maybe they're cheating. And you're the person they're cheating with. If they never invite you to their house at different time of the day different occasions so you can see if they have a clean house if they do their laundry you know if they take care of their pets if they have one all right it's very important that you find time to go to that person's house eventually i'm not saying the first month but at some point if you're talking to somebody and you're spending time with them and you're going out with them at some point they should invite you to their house so you can see where they live and, you know, what are the conditions so you can get to know them because that is also part of the get to know them process. It's very important. And then you will see, you will see, you know, now whatever they told you about themselves, you know, you'll be able to see if there's some type of inconsistency. If they told you that they're a very clean person and you go to their house and it's a dump, then you know that, hey, something is wrong. If they tell you they're very responsible and you go to their house and they don't have lights, the water's cut off, they're getting ready to be evicted, that's a problem. Right? They tell you they can cook and you know you so happen to see their refrigerator when they open it and there's nothing there but beer and junk food, well, you know they're lying. Or you know that that's really not a priority. So going to somebody's house can tell you a lot about them a lot about them. Now, it's very important that you talk to people about their medical history. Medical history. I mean, again, if that person is interested in you, they want you to know them. Now, you know, if they have any type of medical problems, they should be able to reveal that to you. If they have any STDs, don't wait until you have sex with a person and then afterwards discuss these things. Discuss these things before you even have sex with anybody. If you have an STD, you need to reveal that to that person. You all have to talk about being tested. Y'all want to go together and get tested or separate and bring the results? You want to talk about it. 
It's important to discuss your medical history, things that people need to know. Person has epilepsy, you need to know. Maybe they have a seizure in front of you and you don't even know what to do because you don't even know they have epilepsy. If they have a heart condition, you need to know. All right, you may engage in activity that put too much strain on their heart. So it's important if you're not comfortable to talk about that with someone, then maybe you don't need to be with them because those are the things that at some point you're gonna have to talk about. You're gonna have to talk about your medical history. All right, it's not something you're gonna talk about the first, the second, the third, or fourth date, but after three or four months and you start consistently seeing somebody and you feel like this person is the person that you really want to continue dating and you want to get to know them, you should be talking to them about certain things. They need to know. They need to know. And you need to know. Now, keep in mind, everything that you're asking someone to do, they can also ask the same of you. Now, it wouldn't be fair for you to ask them to to reveal certain things and then you're not revealing anything about yourself. You know, it's a two-way street. Right now, it's very important when people reveal things to you that you're not going to judge them because a lot of people assume that, you know, the best. All right. I'm going to ask this person this question, but I know it's going to be good. Now, this you ask this person, they have STD. They may have one. They may have an incurable STD. Are you going to be willing to stay with them if they have an incurable STD? And as of now, basically, there's only three incurable STDs that we know about. There's HIV. Okay, it's treatment for it, but they're not curable where, you know, I mean, you can go undetected and can't transmit the virus, but you still have it. Right. And then we have HPV, which the body gets rid of it itself after a while. Within two years, some people body get rid of HPV It's not something that lasts forever, but it is in their blood. Okay, the symptoms may not be there, but they still have it in their blood. Now, the other one is herpes genital herpes or oral herpes in the mouth. I mean, that's something that can be dormant. It can go to sleep. You may never have another symptom, you know, for the rest of your life, but it's in your blood. Now, once you ask somebody that question, are you willing to be with them if they did have one of those incurable STDs? You have to ask yourself that question. And you have to get to know them to see if it's worth it because people can practice precaution and they can prevent their partners from getting these things. All right. They can have a beautiful relationship, a great sex life. They just have to use precaution. Right now. But it's important for you to know about these things. Very important. Now, ask these people about their finances. You got to ask them about their finance. What's going on with your finance? You're not asking people to get in their business to find out exactly how much money they make. But then if they plan on being with you when you are, are serious, this financial question is when you're serious. You're in a relationship. This person says, hey, I like you. I want to get to know you. I want to be with you. Then y'all could discuss some finances. Okay, because if a person has bad, real, real bad credit and they are horrible in finances, they don't believe in saving money, they don't believe in investing, they don't believe in financial literacy, they just believe in living from paycheck to paycheck. If you don't believe that, that that could be a problem for you. Now, especially if you believe in investment, you believe in financial literacy, you believe in financial planning, you believe in saving your money, you believe in building wealth. If they don't believe that, that could be a problem. That could be a problem for you. So it's very important that you discuss. You may know you don't have to discuss people's personal finances, but just talk about financial matters. All right. Now, if that person doesn't have a financial 
budget in place. They just spend whatever they spend and do whatever they do. I mean, if they're willing to learn and they're willing to change, maybe you can work with them. But if they tell you, nope, you know, this is how I've been for the past 20 years. You know, I grew up this way. I don't want to save my money. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm good. If they tell you that, please, by all means, you know, I mean, you may have to leave that person alone if that really matters to you. If that really matters to you. Right? Now, the next thing that we really have to talk about is, you know, if that person don't have any children and you don't have any children and you all possibly may want to have children, it's something that you have to talk about. A lot of people, you know, they wait until they get married sometimes to talk about having children. They wait until they get married. You cannot do that. Don't wait until you get married to talk about children. Talk about children while you're dating, right? Because some some people don't want to have children. Some people already have a child or several children, and they don't want to have any more children. Some people don't have a child at all, and they just don't want to have a child. And don't assume that person want to have a child. And you have to also know if you want to have a child as well. If you don't want to have children, you got to know that because you have to be able to share that with your partner as well. Don't wait until you get married. A lot of people just wait until they get married to talk about what they want and what they don't want. You know, these are the type of conversations that you should have had before you got married. While you was dating, before you got engaged. Those are conversations that you needed to have. Very important. Talk about having children. Talk about contraceptives. If you don't want to have children, what you going to do? You know, I mean, are you taking birth control? Did you get a vasectomy? I mean, I mean, you're using condoms. What are you going to do? Don't just wait and have sex. And then while you're having sex or before you have sex, to want to talk about those things. You got to have these type of conversations before you get in the bedroom. It's very, very important. Fitness. Talk about fitness. The person want to exercise. Very important. If they want to practice good self-care, you know, they're going to be eating right. They're going to be getting proper sleep. They're going to be getting proper hydration. They're going to get some relaxation. You got to talk to these people and find out what's their lifestyle. What's their personal style? What do they want? What are they doing? What are their plans? You know, if you don't have that type of conversation, you're not going to know who these people are, you know, what they want. Because it's important to know where people come from. What's their background? It's important to know where they are now in the present moment. And it's important to know where they're going. Because if you plan on having a future with them, you got to know where they're going. All right? You got to have that type of conversation. Some people, but I'm just going to just be spontaneous. I'm just going to take it one day at a time. I don't know what I want. So that type of person is kind of hard to plan for a future if they don't want to plan anything. They just want to be in the moment and just have fun. It's kind of difficult to plan with people like that, right? So it's very important that we ask questions that that are important to us. We got to know what's important to us, all right? Let's go ahead on now and identify the different, the different partners that can really create a lot of problems for us. Once we identify these people, please just run. You know, just run. You might as well just leave. It's okay. You don't have to be with someone 
that is not compatible with you. This is very important. A lot of people, because of desperation, because of loneliness, because they're horny, because they because they're tired of being alone, because they want to keep up with the Jones. They, their families married, getting married. Their cousins have people. Their friends, the co-workers, they're all talking about their partners. So they're so eager and desperate to get somebody that they're willing to have anybody. They're willing to get anything. You're setting yourself up. You're going to find out that you are better off by yourself instead of getting with the wrong person. So let's briefly talk about these type of people that you want to stay away from. Right. Let's go ahead and get started. Alcohol and drug addiction. Right. Now, again, this is nothing personal. Not attacking people who are drug or alcohol um, alcoholics. If you're a drug addict or you're alcoholic, I'm not talking to degrade you or put you down. All I'm saying is that you're not in a position to have a healthy relationship. So if you're speaking to somebody and you notice that they have an alcohol or drug problem, please do not get involved with them. Do not get into a relationship with them. Because if you do, you're going to play the position of the enabler. You're going to enable them to keep doing what they're doing. All right? So if a person has an alcohol and drug problem, they are not in the position to be in any healthy relationship because they're not healthy. If they're not healthy, they cannot give you what they don't have. All right? And if you're healthy, you're not going to want to be with somebody who's not healthy. Because it takes a lot of work. You're going to have to go through a lot of drama, a lot of problems, a lot of negativity. Drug and alcohol addiction is very serious. It's very serious. And they cannot have a healthy relationship at all. There's no such thing as a healthy relationship with an alcoholic or a drug addict. It's, it's, it's impossible. Right. The next category is mental health problem. That person has been diagnosed with a mental health problem or they have a lot of mental health issues or they have a mental health uh, disorder. Right now, they need to get healthy first. There's no way that you can have a healthy relationship with a person who is not mentally healthy. It's impossible. If they tell you that they diagnosed with depression and bipolar, schizophrenia, anxiety disorder, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of almost impossible to have a healthy relationship with someone who is experiencing a mental health crisis. So when you meet someone, you know, you probably meet them in a manic state. They're happy. They're up and up. And then they crash and they get extremely depressed. And you don't know what's going on. Now, you know what I'm saying? You have to ask them a question. Have you ever been diagnosed with a mental health disorder? Do you have a mental health problem or issue? And if they say yes, then, you know, maybe you could just be friends. Friends from a distance. Because even as a friend, you can be impacted in a negative way by a person who has a mental health problem or disorder. Right? Now, some people could say, oh, you're selfish. No, you're not. You know, it's called self-preservation. If you don't know this person, you're not involved with them. Now, this is different if you were involved with somebody. You know, this is a husband. This is a boyfriend, a father, a mother of your child. You've been with them for many years. They develop an alcohol or drug problem. That's different. Now, if you're willing to stick by them and work it through with them, that's on you. If you're willing to go to up and down, that's on you. Now, someone who you love and you know have a mental health problem, you can work it through or help them through the process if they're willing to get help. But if you're just meeting somebody, You don't know them and you don't owe them nothing. Please don't think that you could come in people's lives and save them. 
You're not a therapist. You're not a psychiatrist. Why would you play that role? Trying to save somebody who has an alcohol and drug problem or a mental health problem. Why are you putting your sanity on the line? Your health on the line? Your mental health? Why are you putting your physical health on the line? Why? It don't make sense. Right? Now, person who's a player, a cheater, or a person that's a hoe, a whore, whether it's a man whore or a female whore. Yes, I'm using that word. A person who's promiscuous, they loose, they freaky, they nasty, they have sex with any and everybody. When you met them, they wanted to have sex with you the first day, not even knowing your name. Okay, so you know exactly who you're dealing with. So why would you want to have a relationship with someone who has pretty much tell you that they're sexually irresponsible? That they're not going to make a commitment. They're not going to be monogamous. They're not going to be faithful. They're going to just be a whore. They're going to run the streets and they're going to have sex with every and anybody. So why would you put your health on the line? Why would you put your physical health, your sexual health on the line? Why would you put your emotional health on the line? Why would you want to deal with a person like that? No matter how cute they are, no matter how good looking, no matter how sexy, no matter how fine, no matter how funny, all right, you're going to have to let that person go because that will come with a lot of hardship, a lot of adversity, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, right? Now, you meet someone, they're homeless. They're in the streets. They don't have nowhere to stay. Now, some people who are homeless are actually working. They have a job sometimes. They're clean. You know, they look good. All right, but they're homeless. Somehow they're not able to get off the street. Now, you know, that's a very difficult predicament to be in. Now, if you meet someone, they're actually experiencing that. It's up to you. You're going to take a chance to be with them because obviously something is not right. Now, I know that we have a serious homeless problem, especially in America or in all, you know, Western nations and all over the world. We have problems with homelessness especially in Western societies nowadays. Because homelessness in so-called third world countries, we know, you know the, the, the economy is not the same as the Western countries. So we kind of know that we have a lot of poverty. And if you have poverty, you have homelessness. The, but a lot of Western countries claim not to have poverty. So if they don't have a lot of poverty, they shouldn't have a lot of homelessness. But that's not true. They have a lot of homelessness. So you're going to meet someone the person may be at your job. They're homeless. The person may be working at a job that you go buy food or whatever, or you go get something at the store. They're homeless. Now, if they express interest in you, they want to get to know you. Do you want to be with a person who's homeless? Maybe you need to you know, ask them to take care of that homeless situation before they get with you. Or if you can provide them some assistance to help them get out of the situation, if they're willing to help themselves, then you could do that. But don't bring them to your house. Don't open your doors and let them in live. Come live with you because you could be placing yourself in danger. You don't know if that person is a rapist, a murderer, a killer, a liar, a psychopath. You don't know. So even though you may like that person, you may go on a couple of dates with them and you, you, you really, really want to get to know them. But yeah, you can help them from a distance. If you're in a financial position, you can help them get a place as long as they can maintain it. That's fine. But don't bring them to your house. Don't let them live with you because you don't know them like that. Now, some people are willing to take a chance and they do that. But it can create a lot of problems because you don't know why that person is homeless. It could be something simple as finances. They, you know, they're not able to secure enough money to move into their own place. Something as simple as that. That can be resolved in a matter of a couple months. 
Or it could be that the person have other issues that's preventing them from taking responsibility to secure their own housing. Okay. Now, unemployed, the same thing. You meet a person who don't have a job, whether they're male or female, doesn't matter. They're not working. All right. They're living with their parents. They're living with friends. And, you know, they're just going from house to house. Now, that person is not stable. They're not emotionally stable, maybe because they're unemployed or maybe they're not financially stable, obviously, because they're unemployed, unless they have, you know, a retirement account or unless they have some investment that they don't need to work. That's a whole nother story. All right. But I'm not saying judge people who are unemployed. I'm just saying that people who are employed may not be in a position for them to go get a relationship right now. Their priority should be trying to get a job and get themselves together. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with dating someone, but it's kind of hard to be serious if you're not able to get yourself together, right? So if a person say that they're unemployed, it's always good to allow them to get themselves together before you actually do anything serious with them, right? Now, a person who's just a user, they always want you to buy them something. They always want you to do something. They're always trying to get something from you. They're always trying to scheme you. They're always trying to get you to, to, to just take care of them. Now, that's obvious. If that person is like that, please leave them alone. The person is obviously selfish, self-centered, and they don't care about you. Right Now, you have to be able to identify that. You may want what you want and you like that person, but if that person obviously don't care about you, they don't care about your well-being. A healthy relationship is a give and a take. It's not a take, 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 take. Right? Now, lazy. If a person is lazy, please walk away. Because a lazy person, nine times out of ten, is also an, an user. That person is a user. All right, they have to be because this is how they get what they want. They're too lazy to do anything for themselves, so they're always looking for somebody else to use. They're always looking for somebody that they can get to do work for them. They always want something for nothing. Usually they have a sense of entitlement that other people owe them somehow. They're going to use you. People who are lazy, they're going to use you. Right. So it's kind of hard to have a healthy relationship with a person who's lazy. So these are the, the signs that you need to look for. If a person is always putting the blame on somebody else, they always putting the responsibility on somebody else. They never want to do anything for themselves. They always try to go ahead on and pass the buck, so to speak. That's something for you to look at. OK, a person who's an abuser. Right, They're very verbally abusive, always cussing people out, putting people down, calling people names, mentally abusive, physically abusive, hitting people. Stay away. Stay away. Because don't go in there thinking that it's not going to be you. Because a lot of people make the mistake that, oh, you know what? Maybe somebody else did something to deserve to be hit. Well, I'm not going to do anything to cause that person to hit me. Now, it doesn't matter. No adult, even a child, should never be physically abused. It doesn't matter. Whether they did something or not, that warrants it. That, you know, there's never anything anybody could do to be hit by anybody. Because first of all, it's illegal for a person to physically abuse somebody. And it's immoral for somebody to verbally, mentally, and emotionally abuse somebody. Or even sexually abuse you. And it's illegal to sexually abuse people. Especially when it comes to rape. Alright, so if you meet someone like that, walk away please. A person who has immigration problems. 
right? Now, that could be a very long, expensive process. You meet somebody who have immigration problems, they want to marry you to get their papers to be legal. That's a whole nother issue. Do you really want to get involved with that? Now, you don't know that person's motive. Do they want to be with you because they love you or they want to be with you so you can help them with their immigration problem? You don't know that, all right? So let them get themselves together first and then you can get with them because we're talking about people who have problems. If you meet people who have problems, please don't make their problems your problems because once you get involved with them, their problem become your problem. All right. Someone who's an ex-felon, someone who just came from jail or prison. Do you really want to get involved with somebody who just got out of jail? They spent seven years in jail eight years, five years, two years, six months, you don't want to get involved because that person, they have to adjust to being out here in the free world. They have to get themselves together. They have to work. They have to get themselves mentally together because maybe they've been traumatized being incarcerated. So give them time to get themselves together. They're not in a position and they just got out of jail within the past six months or a year. They haven't gotten themselves together. All right. Now, someone who's illiterate, someone who can't read or write. Now, if they're willing to learn how to read and write, that's up to you if you want to get involved. Maybe you could teach them. Maybe they have a lot of other great qualities and traits, but the only problem is that they're illiterate. They can't read or write. Now, if they're not willing to learn, why would you want to settle with a person who is not open-minded to even embrace change, to even want to improve their situation? Because there's literacy programs all over for free. All right. Now, someone who's a married person, if they're married already, they're living with somebody or they're dating somebody else. Do you really want to be involved with someone who's involved with somebody else? Do you really want that? I don't, it doesn't matter how attractive that person is, how beautiful they are, how sexy, how smart, how funny. If the person is already made already made a commitment to somebody else, why get yourself involved? You're going to be the third wheel. You're going to be used and abused and exploited. You're going to be hurt. So why set yourself up like that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. You know what great quality they may possess. Don't think that you could persuade that person. You can convince them or seduce them to leave their partner. Because if they're cheating on their partner, guess what? They can cheat on you because technically they're cheating. And sometimes they give you all kinds of excuses. Well, we're not happy together or we're just together for the kids or we're together for financial reasons or we're together because, you know, we've been together for so long that we just can't seem to separate. Now, okay, that's your problem. That is your problem. And it's very important that you walk away and you leave that individual alone. Because obviously they're not stable emotionally. Obviously they're not healthy and they can't give you a healthy relationship. Okay. Now somebody who's a religious fanatic. These these individuals are religious fanatics. Meaning that they are obsessed with their religion. All right. I mean, they will go to church, the mosque, they will the temple, they'll go all week. You know, I mean, everything is religious based and, you know... If you're not a religious fanatic, that's going to create a problem for you, right? Now, somebody who has child molester or pedophilia tendencies, if they could be a pedophile, watch people around your kids. If they tend to be overly friendly with kids and they're touching kids in an inappropriate way, you could pick up on the vibes, whether they're male or female. You know, it's very important. If you notice that, please walk away. 
These people are extremely predatorial. They are predators. And if you have children, you're exposing your children to possible molestation or rape, right? Now, as a person who's a criminal or hustler, right? They're a criminal, they're a hustler, they're always stealing and lying and robbing and they're involved in gangs and mafia and the mob and they're involved in illegal activity, racketeering. Leave them alone because you can get tied up in their criminal activities. Now, you could be accused of participating or you can get caught up and get shot or hurt, okay? Now, somebody who's always trying to be in control, a controlling person, they always got to have the last word. They always got to be the one to make all the decisions. They always got to be the one, you know, to, you know, be the leader. They don't ever give you a chance to even express an opinion and they don't respect you as an individual. Leave them alone. Okay. Now someone who's a workaholic, all they do is work all day. They work all day. They don't have time to go out. They don't have time for self-care. They don't have time to enjoy life. They don't have time to do anything but work. They're a workaholic. They're working 20 hours a week. Why get involved with someone who have no time for themselves, let alone you, right? Now, somebody who um, who's a mama's boy or mama's girl, okay? Someone who is still tied to the apron string. They don't want to let their mama go. They don't want to let their family go. Their mama, their dad, they're, you know, they're the priority, okay? They're not willing to become an adult and stand on their own and make adult decisions, Okay, they they are dictated by their family. Whether they're a mama's boy or daddy's girl, they do not want to let their family go and become an adult. Now, why would you want to walk into something like that? All right, that's already complications. It's already problems. Let it go, right? Now, someone who's a street hustler, they're a street hustler. They just want to hang out all day. They want to hang out in the day, all day hang in the streets. They're going from one friend's house to the next friend. They're going in front of the liquor store, going to hang out at the park. They're always going somewhere in the street, always in somebody's house. Why would you want to hang with somebody like that? Because obviously the priority is hanging out, being in the streets, spending time with their friends. They don't have time for you, right? Now somebody who is a recreational athlete, Right? They love to play sports all day. There's nothing wrong with being a recreational athlete. You like to play a little sports or whatever. But if they're obsessed by that, all they want to do is play games all day. Play sports, play video games. You know, always engage in type of recreational activity. They don't have time for anything else. They don't want to do anything else. Now, if you're like that and you want a partner for you to hang out with and play sport with all day, that would be perfect. But if you're not like that, that may create a problem for you. Right now, somebody who's who's tied in with their friends, right? They have friends and they just don't want to let that friend go. The best friend is an is the opposite gender, right? Sometimes you may not be comfortable with that. They have a best friend. If they're female, their best friend is a male. If they're a male, their best friend is a female. You got to think about it. Do you really want to get involved with someone like that? Because there may be some romantic interest there. There may be some type of sexual chemistry there. There may be some type of emotional attachment there. Do you really want to deal with that, right? Now, somebody who may be bisexual, right? You don't want to be with somebody who's bisexual. You know what I'm saying? They have these bisexual tendencies. You know, their best friends seem to be more a lover than a friend, all right? Now, it's very important because there's kind of 
implications that come with that, all right? This person is have a sexual identity confusion. They don't know, you know, they don't know if they're gay, they don't know if they're straight, you know, they don't want to really kind of lay claim to one side. They want to play both sides. That's why they call them bisexual. Now, do you want to be with someone who has bisexual tendencies? If a person told you that they've been with a, the same sex in the past, they've had a homosexual relationship with someone before, do you really want to deal with that? If you're not bisexual and you're not a homosexual, why would you want to put yourself in that lifestyle? That's not for you. Now, if you don't mind, that's perfectly fine. Then you go and be with that person. But if you have a problem, you know, because you're the opposite gender. You don't want your mate to be with the same gender. That's not an option for you. Then you may have to leave that person alone. Right? Now, you could be with a, a man who's a little too infeminated. Right? He has a lot of infeminated tendencies. It doesn't mean that he's not a man. Maybe he's not bisexual. But because he's so infeminated that you kind of, you're not really sure what is his sexual orientation or how he's sexually identifying. And that could be a little confusing for you at times. Or you're with a woman that's overly masculine. You know, you don't know if she's bisexual. You don't know what's going on. And that makes you uncomfortable because, you know, that's something that you're not used to dealing with. And you don't want to always be questioning their motive or questioning at their activities. Do you want to be with someone who's kind of ambiguous in a way, sexually ambiguous, or they're too feminine or they're too masculine? That's something that you really have to think about because you cannot change that person. You can't be with them, demand that woman become more feminine or that man becomes more masculine in their behavior. We're talking about behavior. We're not talking about the lifestyle. Obviously, they're not identifying as bisexual. They're not identifying as homosexual. But they may have more tendencies to behave a certain way that would be considered feminine or masculine. Now, someone who's boring and uninteresting because they're not willing to learn. They're not willing to grow. They're not willing to engage in new activities. They're not open-minded. Do you really want to get involved with a person that's kind of boring and uninterested? Because you're obviously not a boring person. Do you really want to get involved with them? Do you really want to do that? Now, sex addict, sex addict. Now, sex addict may be similar to the player, the cheater, or the hoe, you know, but a sex addict has a sexual addiction. Do you really want to get involved with someone that has a sexual addiction? Now, you may think it's a, it's a great experience because y'all going to have sex all day, but no, a sex addiction is like any other addiction. It's out of control. There's nothing pleasant or beautiful about a sex addict because it consumes their life and it takes over everything. Right now, fake and phony people watch people. You see that sometimes they're fake and they're phony. They lie about a lot of things. Usually fake and phony people are compulsive liars. They're dishonest, right? They lie about everything. Do you really want to be in a relationship with someone who is fake and phony? Why would you want to do that? Because they're going to be fake and phony with you. If they're fake and phony with everybody else, don't think that they're going to be real with you. That they're going to be authentic with you. Because when they're fake and they're phony, they're a compulsive liar. And they're always manipulating people. They're always sneaking around to do something. Guess what? They're going to do the same with you. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop with you. Right? Now, overall, someone who's immature and childish. How can you deal with someone who's immature and childish? If you're mature and you're grown. You know, you're not equally yoked. You're not compatible with that person. All right. Now, someone who's 
always betraying people. You know, they have no loyalty. They have no loyalty at all to nobody. They're very self-centered. They don't mind backstabbing you. And you see how they backstab people in their family, backstab their co-workers, their friends. You know, you see how they manipulate people and use people. Why would you want to get involved with someone who's a backstabber? Someone who betrays people. Why would you want to do that? Okay? Now, a delusional person. That is a person with a mental health problem. They're delusional. All right, they think that there's something that they're not. These are the also could be the fake and the phony people. But the the fake and phony people know they're lying to themselves. They know that. But the delusional people actually believe their own lies. They can't tell the lies from the truth anymore. They actually believe their lies. They tell you they have money. They believe they have money. They believe they're rich. They believe they're famous. They believe that you know there's something that they're not. They're not. All right. Now, jealousy and possessiveness. Why would you want to get involved with somebody who's jealous? They're insecure. You know, they're, they're, they're mistrustful. They're paranoid. They always think that you're lying and you're cheating, that you're with somebody else. Why would you want to be with somebody like that? Because they're constantly going to accuse you. They're constantly going to accuse you of sleeping with other people, getting involved with other people, even though they have no facts, they have no proof, they have no evidence. But it's because they're insecure, they're jealous, and they're possessive. And that comes with controlling behavior as well. All right, now, someone who's a baby mama or a baby daddy, someone who has a relationship with the other parent, you know, they claim, they claim that they're not having sex, but yet they have a baby mama or a baby daddy that they're very close to. And they are acting as a family. They go out together, you know, with the children. They spend time together. The person come to their house. Now, do you really want to get involved with someone who is that intimately close with the mother of their child, the father of their child? Do you really want to get in between that? Because nothing is going to separate that. They claim that they're not having a sexual relationship, but they're very emotionally and mentally and physically close. Do you really want to get involved in that, right? Now, rebound, someone who just ended a relationship or someone who ended a relationship a year ago, two years ago, but they still connected or they're in love with the other person. They're still in love with their ex. Do you really want to get involved with someone who is still in love with their ex? They always talking about their ex. They always, you know, comparing people to their ex. Now, do you really want to get involved with that type of person? The last person we're going to talk about, do you want to be with a person who's ignorant, who's embarrassing? That person is not cultured. They don't know how to act. Okay, that's a person who have no sense of culture identity. They don't understand the finer things in life. Okay, these people are just ignorant. They're ignorant and, you know, they, they, they are just unchanging. You know, they don't want to evolve, so to speak. They've been living a certain lifestyle. They, they are very content with the life they're living. They're not trying to progress in any way. You're not going to introduce anything to them for them to even consider it. So would you want to be with a person who is ignorant and who's embarrassing they'll come in they'll talk loud and they'll you know act ugly and they'll act and behave inappropriately and they don't care they don't care they're just gonna act in a very immature and childish way they're pretty embarrassing do you want to be with somebody that's gonna embarrass you 
right? Now, we just talk about all these different types of relationships. It's very important that we understand if we want to have a healthy relationship, we can't have it with any one of these type of people. We cannot have a healthy relationship. It's not being picky. You have to choose the best partner for yourself. If you're healthy, you deserve to have a healthy partner. If you're happy, you deserve a happy partner. If you're progressive, you deserve a progressive partner. If you're growing, you deserve a partner who also wants to grow. You know, you are the person that has to make that choice. You have to make that decision. It is your option who you're going to be with. You have to choose wisely. And it's okay for you to be by yourself until you find that person. Because if you end up with any one of these people that we just talk about, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be healthy. You're not going to be growing in any way. So you might as well pick wisely so you can have a beautiful relationship long-term and short-term. Thank you.